Hello, and welcome to a special presentation of an old-time radio show for Christmas Eve. Tonight we are presenting a reimagining of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, presented by Cool 101 and the Collie Wobbles Theater Company. It's a recreation of the radio broadcast Richard Diamond, Private Detective, A Contemporary Christmas Carol from 1949. Directed by Carol Catherine, with original music by Jason Gressel, and featuring music performances by the Allegan Brass Collective. Diamond Detective Agency. We deal in crime, but we're closed now. It's Christmas time. Hello there. This is Diamond. Every year about this time, my business takes a big nosedive. People usually pack up their troubles and start unpacking colored lights and Christmas tree ornaments. So tonight, I'm going to tell you one of my favorite Christmas stories. One I always like to tell. So, with apologies to Mr. Charles Dickens, we'd like to bring you one of his most famous stories, A Christmas Carol. Now, I better explain something first. This version isn't exactly the way you've always heard it. Because of the particular type of characters I usually get mixed up with, this story is written to fit their talents and uh, characteristics. Different from the Dickens original, certainly, but we feel that this story could easily happen today, anywhere, like right here in New York on a little side street just off the Bowery. So now I'd like to introduce our characters. Mr. Ebenezer Scrooge will be played by my good friend and guiding hand of the 5th Precinct Homicide Division, Lieutenant Walter Levinson. Walter? Otis. The character of Jacob Marley will be played by one of Lieutenant Levinson's most trusted henchmen. Otis, that's you. Huh? Oh, Sergeant Otis Loveloon. Loveloon. (laughs) Walt! Tiny Tim will be played by our corner newsboy. Hi, I'm Johnny Rollins. Tiny Tim's mother will be played by my red-headed gal friend. Helen Asher. The rest of the characters will be played by members of the 5th Precinct Station. Officer O'Reilly. Officer Lund. Officer Leskowitz. Lieutenant Tim. The music will be furnished by the 5th Precinct Police Band, directed by Patrolman Worth. And now, our version of the Christmas classic. Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Once upon a time, there was a nasty old guy named Ebenezer Scrooge. He was nasty, all right. He didn't like anything, except maybe all the dough he could get his hands on. Scrooge had a little business that he started with his partner, Jacob Marley. The outfit was known as Scrooge and Marley Loan Company. But one day, poor old Marley just up and keeled over. So the boys along the big street gave him a nice funeral, and old Scrooge took over the business. Well, Marley had been dead for seven years and Scrooge lived alone in his little room over the office. And for a hobby, he hated everybody. 
He had a young guy working for him named Bob Cratchit. Bob had a wife and four kids and made just enough to make ends meet. Scrooge used to ride him all the time. When it got so cold the polar bears complained, Cratchit would turn on the little heater and Scrooge would say, Cratchit, what do you think you're doing? Turning on the heat. That's what I'm doing. My fingers look like popsicles. Well, I don't care if they come in six delicious flavors. Every time you turn on that heater, it costs me money. Business is not good, so get back to your work and turn off the heat. Oh, now look, Mr. Scrooge, I'm freezing. This pen ain't guaranteed to write under ice. I'll tell you once more. Get back to your work. Okay, Mr. Scrooge, but I don't know why you worry about business. Why not just put up a sign and turn the joint into a skating rink? Merry Christmas, Mr. Scrooge. This was no time for any decent guy to act like that. It was Christmas Eve. Along about five o'clock into the office came Scrooge's nephew, Fred. Merry Christmas, Uncle. Merry Christmas, Pop. Merry Christmas, Fred. Oh, swell. Merry Christmas. Bah, humbug. Humbug? Yeah, humbug. My old man didn't like Christmas, and that's what he used to say. Humbug. Okay, humbug. It's still Christmas, and I don't see where you get off not liking it. This is supposed to be the time everybody gets with it. Everything stops, it ain't much good, and you put your arm around the next guy, and you tell him, Merry Christmas. I'll put my arm around you with a hammer on the end of it if you don't lay off that goodwill stuff. Look, what's with you? What do you have against Christmas? You show me a way to make a hundred bucks every Christmas, and I'll fall in love with it. Every time the holidays roll around, nobody pays their bills. They all run around like they own the Chrysler building. Look at you, 60 bucks a week, and you act like Rockefeller. Uh, sure, I make a lousy 60 bucks a week. It ain't easy, but once a year something happens with everyone, this big world. Well, nearly everybody. Because this is the day that somebody else started to make things right for us. He had a really tough time doing it. It's more than just remembering. It's the feeling. It's all around you. Christmas has got to be merry. Get it? You want me to be merry? Well, sure. Then go get some of these joyous clients of mine to pay off their loans. <sighs> the missus asked me to invite you over for dinner, Merrill. Well, don't hold your breath. Okay. Merry Christmas, Bob. Merry Christmas, Fred. Merry Christmas, Uncle. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, humbug. Late that evening, Scrooge went upstairs to his room, the room where Jacob Marley used to stay. It was dark in the little hall, and when Scrooge reached for the door, he looked up at the big brass knocker and saw... <laughs> Holy cow! I could have sworn that was old Jake's face in the knocker. <gasps> I must be working too hard. So in he went. A little shaky after seeing Jake Marley's face, but he just passed it off as nerves. He closed the door and locked it, then got a fire going and started to relax. But every tile around the fireplace started looking like Jake Marley's face. Oh, come on. As old boy, you gotta get a hold of yourself. This is ridiculous, and I haven't touched a drop in weeks. He got up and walked around the room a few times, then went back and sat down again. 
He stretched, rested his head on the back of the chair. From somewhere, a bell started chiming and Scrooge sat straight up in his chair. He heard something else too, something from downstairs. What the? Oh, now, what is that? What, what's going on? Who is that? Come on, who's out there? Then, all of a sudden, it came right out through the wall. All right, sit still, Scrooge. Marley? Jake Marley? Oh, no, no, I gotta stop eating lobster. They couldn't be. Hey, what's with you? Who are you? Jake Marley, who else? You're dead. The deadest, but nevertheless, Jake Marley. His ghost. You are very sharp today, Scrooge, old boy. Uh, I don't believe it. You got eyes, ain't you? Yeah, and I got a bad stomach, too. That's what you are. You're nothing but a bad case of indigestion. You don't think I'm a ghost, huh? Okay, maybe a good scare would change your mind. Whoa! No, 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 no! Stay away from me! All right, I believe you. You sold on the idea? Yeah, yeah. But why do you have to see me? Regulations. Every man is supposed to live his life and help his buddies. If he don't do it while he's alive, he's got to do it after he kicks off. Whoa. No, now stop that. Hey, what's with all those chains and things you got wrapped around you? Oh, these. Well, this here chain is like my life. Each one of these links is something I did wrong. Well, why do you have to haul it around? Why can't you just check it someplace? Scrooge, old boy, when we were in business together, I never took time out to do any good. I just kept making a buck and figured that was enough. Well, now, I gotta haul this chain around and try to make up for all the things I didn't do when I was alive. But why come to me? Because you're gonna end up just like me unless we do something in a hurry. Now, I haven't got much time, so you better listen. Oh, I don't want to be like you. I'll listen. Okay. You're going to have three visitors. You're going to be haunted by three spirits. Oh, no. It's the only way you can keep from being like me. When you hear that bell strike one, the first one will be here. Well, I got to be going. You won't see me again, but you remember what I told you. So long, Scrooge, old boy. Your goosebumps can relax now. Oh! After the ghost took off, Scrooge just refused to believe it. Oh, nuts. It's ridiculous. Humbug. He climbed into the sack and was soon snoring up a storm. When Scrooge awoke, it was still dark, and the bell from the church on 53rd Street was striking 12. He laid awake listening and thinking to himself. Ah, uh, just a dream. Ghosts. <laughs> Finally, he dropped off again and slept for about an hour. Then the big bell struck one. One o'clock, and I don't see no ghost. I knew it was something I ate. <gasps> All of a sudden, a big light flashed in the room, and the first of the spirits stood before him. Oh, Jake was right. Are you the first spirit that Jake said would come to haunt me? Yeah, you know it. Well, who are you? Me? I'm the ghost of Christmas past. Yeah? How long past? Your past. Come on, we're gonna take a ride. Where are we going? Just relax. I'm running this tour. Well, let me get my pants. You got them. Hey, they're on me. 
With that, the ghost of Christmas past grabbed Scrooge by the hand, and they both flew out of the window. Scrooge nearly lost his upper plate. But before he could yell for help, he was standing in front of a dirty, ramshackle old tenement building. Know where you are? Sure, I know where I am. This is where I was brought up. Even the garbage cans are the same. You had a pretty tough time when you were a kid, didn't you? The toughest. I wasn't very big, and the rest of the kids in the neighborhood were. I had more black eyes than a crow. You want to go in? What for? See your folks. My folks died a long time ago. They're in there now. Come on. Well, the ghost took old Scrooge into the building and showed him a Christmas years past when he was a child with his family. Sure, it was tough living in two little rooms like that, but Scrooge remembered how wonderful it really was. What's the matter, Scrooge? Huh? Uh, I got something in my eye. You were pretty lonely when your folks, uh, when they, uh... Yeah, yeah. You know, there was a young kid that came around here earlier this evening and sang some carols. I wish. Yeah? What do you wish? Oh, nothing. Come on. I want to show you another Christmas. The spirit showed him another Christmas, and still another. And you know, no matter how tough Scrooge remembered his childhood had been, it always seemed that Christmas was wonderful. Then the spirit took him to a building down to the river, where he got his first job. They went inside, and seated behind the desk, Scrooge spotted him. Fezziwig! Well, I'll be darned. It's old Fezziwig alive again. He and his wife had some wonderful parties for Christmas. Hey everyone, it's Christmas Eve. It's time to knock off for the day and have a good time. Don't look so unhappy, Ebenezer. It's Christmas. Come on home with us for a great big turkey. You ready? Yes, sir. Okay, let's go, and a Merry Christmas. Then the spirit took Scrooge over to Mr. Fezziwig's house and saw the wonderful party that Mrs. Fezziwig had gotten together. Scrooge watched and remembered. Fezziwig was a great guy, he was. You know. What, Scrooge? I was just thinking about Bob Cratchit that works for me. I think I'd like to do something for him. You know, he's got a wife and four kids. Yeah, four kids. Oh, come on, I've seen enough. Okay, but you gotta see these things if you wanna get squared away. And believe me, brother, you need squaring away. Let's go home, Scrooge. Before he knew it, Scrooge was back in his little room and the spirit was gone. Scrooge was pretty beat and he climbed into bed and dropped into a heavy sleep. What's that? Oh, it's two o'clock. Hey, that light! In the other room! I got burglars! Hey, Scrooge, come on in. Who's that? What are you doing in the other room? Come on in and take a look. It's pretty nifty. Hey, what is this? What have you done to my room? It looks like a Macy's window. Where'd you get all the holly and the mistletoe and how'd you get it in here? You like it? Oh, for Pete's sake, a Christmas tree. Who were you? The ghost of Christmas present. 
Now, don't tell me you don't like the way I fix things up. I worked pretty hard. Oh, the second ghost. Okay, take me wherever you want to go, but believe me, the next time I try the train... Come on, let's go. Now what do you see? I see bright colored lights. People having a lot of fun. Kids on sleighs. See that building over there? The one with the big wreath on the door. I got 2020. That's where Bob Cratchit lives. He works for me. Hey, look, there's Bob now. He's going into the house. Up all those stairs to the fifth floor, and he's got his little boy on his back. Tiny Tim. Yeah, he got polio last summer. Pretty sick little boy. I know. Bob said he'd need a lot of care if he was ever going to walk again. Let's take a peek. Hi, darling. Hello, honey. You and Tim have a good time? Oh, the best. Didn't we, Tim? Yeah, Dad. We watched all the kids on their sleds. Mom, will I ever be able to ride a sled? Of course, Tim. Won't he, dear? Sure thing, roughneck. Next Christmas, you'll be out there doing belly whoppers with the rest of them. Dad, what's the matter? Your eyes are all wet. Nothing, Tim. Just got some snow in them. Want some dinner, Tim? Oh, Mom. Stew for Christmas? I'm sorry, Tim. Aw, that's okay, Mom. I like stew. Bob, will you please say grace? Can I say something first, Mom? Of course, Tim. What would you like to say? God bless us, everyone. What's the matter, Scrooge, old boy? Got some snow in your eyes, too? Tell me something. Sure, if I can. What about Tiny Tim? I can't say for sure. If his old man makes enough money next year to get the right doctor, little Tim will get along just fine. But the times are tough, aren't they, Scrooge? Yeah. Now the spirit of Christmas present took Scrooge to many places and showed him a lot of happiness and a lot of misery. And finally back to his little room and the spirit was gone. Oh, I don't know whether I could take much more of this. Welcome back to the second half of our special presentation of the Cool 101 and Collie Wobbles Theater Company's reimagining of Richard Diamond, Private Detective, A Contemporary Christmas Carol from 1949. Then a new ghost drifted in. This was the worst yet. He was really done up for haunting. He was all dressed in black with one arm sticking out and pointing right at poor old Scrooge. This was the last one of the spirits. Scrooge's knees sounded like castanets on a reducing machine. Okay, okay, you don't have to tell me. You're the ghost of Christmas that hasn't come yet. You, you I'm really scared of. The ghosts took off, and soon they found themselves outside a little home, looking in the window. <laughs> 
This is Bob Cratchit's house. What are we doing here? Come on, kids. It's time for Christmas dinner. You know, Bob, I just don't feel like celebrating this year since we lost Tiny Tim. I know, honey. Me too. But we have the other children to worry about. Yes, dear. I know. At least we have our family and each other. Merry Christmas. Wait. No Tiny Tim? Ghost, I can't take it. Take me home. The ghost took off with Scrooge right after him. The city disappeared and Scrooge found himself on the outskirts of town standing in a graveyard. The night was howling like it was mad, and as Scrooge looked down, he saw... Hey, what is this? What's this stone? The black spirit stood still and pointed, so Scrooge leaned down and pulled away the bushes and saw it was a tombstone. There's a name here. <gasps> Ebenezer Scrooge? No! N no! Look at this! Believe me, I don't want this. I know I've done wrong. But I, I'm not kidding. I, I really know what Christmas means. It's it's not just today or, or tomorrow. It's every day, every day of your life. I swear I'll do better. Only take me away from this. Well, let me try. Let me try and make Christmas right. For me and for everybody else. Please, don't let this happen. Give me another chance. Well, don't just stand there. Put your arm back in. You'll catch cold. Well, say something. Suddenly, Scrooge dropped to his knees and reached out for the spirit. But something happened. The spirit started to shrink. Then it collapsed. And when Scrooge looked up... Oh, what the... What? My bedpost. My own bedpost. I'm home. Oh, thank goodness. I live the past and the present and the future. And, and, and now I'm home. <laughs> Hallelujah. Spirit, wherever you are, believe me. From now on, things are going to be different. Oh, and, and, and thanks. Morning paper. Get your paper. Hey, boy. Yeah? What day is this? It's Christmas. What's with you? Christmas? Oh, boy, oh, boy. I haven't missed it. The spooks did it all in one night. Uh, boy! Oh, it's you, Mr. Scrooge. How many papers do you have? I don't know. Why? Well, here's five bucks. Throw them away and go have yourself a Merry Christmas. Gee, thanks, Mr. Scrooge. And a Merry Christmas to you. Oh, and boy, before you go home, will you stop in at the local grocery, buy the biggest turkey you can find, and take it to my assistant, Bob Cratchit's home. You know the address. Here's 20 bucks. And keep the change. Sure thing, Mr. Scrooge. And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Well, old Scrooge went back to his rooms and took an old blue suit out of the mothballs. He shook it out, put a few creases in it, and went out on the street. The old boy was really with it. 
Everybody he passed, he greeted them with, <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Ebenezer Scrooge. A Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Mr. Scrooge. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Ebenezer Scrooge, Merry Christmas. He went to the church and gave such a large donation that Father McCarthy nearly forgot his sermon. Then Scrooge went down into the street again, down into the Bowery. Yes, for the first time in his life, Scrooge was having a Merry Christmas. Later that afternoon, he arrived at his nephew's house. Well, what the? Merry Christmas, Fred. I've come to dinner. Oh my gosh. Here, I brought you some presents. Oh my gosh. Now, don't thank me. It's Christmas, remember? Oh my gosh. The next morning, Scrooge was early at the office. If he could just catch Cratchit coming in late, and he did. Bob was a good 21 minutes late. Cratchit! Oh no! You're 21 minutes late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Mr. Scrooge. I, uh, had a big evening last night. You did, huh? You know what I told you if I caught you fancy footing it in here late again. <sighs> okay, so I'm canned. You think you got it coming? <sighs> I'm too tired to argue. Jobs are tough enough, and I hate to lose this one, but I'm just too tired. A raise would help, huh? Now that's the silliest question of the year. Well, then you got it. It's in that envelope. What? <laughs> yeah, and maybe after we see how the funds are, we could do something about Tiny Tim. I, I, I don't get it. A raise? You want to do something about Tim? I, I don't get it. Sure you do, Bob. Haven't you heard? It's Christmas. Now, go on home and take the day off. Take the week off. Oh, come back when you feel like it. Merry Christmas. Uh, Mr. Scrooge? Yeah? Merry Christmas. And Scrooge really did it. He was as good as his word. Better, even. He made it the merriest Christmas ever. And later, things got better and he took care of Tiny Tim. And sure enough, Tim was out on his sled the next Christmas doing belly whoppers with the best of them. Every Christmas thereafter, all along the big street, it was said if anyone knew how to make Christmas merry, old Ebenezer Scrooge was the one. And I hope that can really be said about all of us, just like Tiny Tim said. God bless us, everyone. That's right, Tim. <laughs> God bless us, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Cool 101 Collie Wobbles Theater Company's production of Richard Diamond, Private Detective, A Contemporary Christmas Carol. Starring Patrick Van Horn as Richard Diamond, Kim Fletcher as Mrs. Cratchit, Jason Gressel as Scrooge, Zach Puplis as Bob Cratchit, Micah Gressel-Turner as Tiny Tim and Newsboy, Todd Overhill as Fred, Jeff Cassidy as Fezziwig, Steve Ralph as Jake Marley, Carol Catherine as the Ghost of Christmas Past, and Pam Walker as the Ghost of Christmas Present. Directed by Carol Catherine, with original music by Jason Gressel, and featuring music performances by the Allegan Brass Collective. I'm Jeff Cassidy, your announcer, wishing you a Merry Christmas from all of us at Cool 101.